The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Nerds, discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Smugglers 3. Oh, wait, just kidding. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek, myself, Mike. How you doing, Derek? I'm um, all right. I feel uh, like I'm in Florida because we got up to the 80s today. Yeah, uh, I think we hit lower 90s. Mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, speaking of 80s, it's great kite weather. Unless you're afraid of kites. You're afraid of kites. That was actually from once a good segue. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you afraid of kites? Well, maybe now. Well, I just now know I don't go to a bread festival mm-hmm. with a kite. I'm just saying. I heard <laughs> kites like bread. But we're being joined as well by people from the movie, cast and crew from the movie of Killer Kites. We have Austin Frosch, and on Pages, and Pool Dolly. That was you right. just made Austin's day. You have no idea. That, 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 was, that was correct, yeah? Yeah, that's that's exactly correct. That is a proper pronunciation yep. of my two first names. <laughs> so how's everyone doing? Awesome, guys. Thank you for having us on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing too good because I'm doing great. Whoa. I hate you so much. <laughs> Okay, so it's uh, not it's not Paul Dolly, it's Paul Dale. That is, uh, that is you, you've got it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did the movie come about? So, Paul, um, our our friend Paul over here um, had been making these funny horror movies. Um, he had made one about killer mimes called Silent but Deadly. And he had made one um, called Sewer Gators. Um, and you can probably do the math about what that's about. And he told me I, I heard you should can, write one. I heard you could find that one on Amazon for 99 cents. You can. You can find it on Amazon and Tubi for free with ads. Gotta love Tubi. 
Um, so, so Paul told me, he gave me the title. He, he said his brother had sent him something about like a kite, like, like injuring somebody and was like, dude, what if you wrote a movie called Killer Kites? I was like, okay, that's ridiculous. So um, I was just writing a movie that tried to fit in with Shirley Gators and Silent But Deadly, like something of the same level of ridiculousness. I had the added benefit of the title being so brain dead stupid that I really couldn't fail at making it as stupid as the other ones. So, uh, <laughs> so that's that's where it came from, and um, I wrote it, and Paul's like, "All right, let's make it," and now we're here. So yeah, I mean. To, to fill in a little bit more of the background there, my brother sent me a video of my two-year-old nephew just getting clocked by a kite, right? <laughs> Completely obliterated. He was trying to fly a kite and knocked him over. And my brother sends me this video with the caption that says, I think I found your next movie. And I was like, that's brilliant. And then Austin took the ball and ran with it and did a commendable job for, for such a ridiculous thing. <laughs> I didn't know that story at all. You didn't know that? No. <laughs> yeah. That's He's amazing. fine. Can I, see the, can I see this video? Yeah, I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, can we see it too? <laughs> sure, I'll put it on an email. <laughs> uh, so, Manon, how did you get involved uh, in the project? Well, um, I got involved years ago um, on Paul's first movie. Well, not first movie, but first feature maybe, right, Paul? Was it? First one worth watching. <laughs> so I got involved in uh, Paul's first movie worth watching um, years ago, and and I think that one I actually auditioned right properly, like very you know I think I got coached um, by my acting coach, and then uh, after that I was just in every single movie that he's done. Yeah, we uh, we posted an ad on Craigslist, and you know this was back when people responded to things on Craigslist, and <laughs> just got murdered by and large. But I mean, I sent in this amazing video, and she, you know, it was this. We posted this thing for this really dumb movie about a kite, uh, not a kite, sorry, a mime that kills people, and um, and I sent in this incredible audition tape, and we're like, holy crap! If she's you know willing to do this, we got to put her in this, and then she sh- keeps showing up. I don't know why, because she's way too talented for the garbage we keep making her do. But uh, <laughs> as long as she keeps willing, being willing to be in the movies, we're definitely gonna you know exploit that. Far so good. Don't <laughs> want to run away. Is there something about independent films that that draws you to them, Manon? That you you keep wanting to come back? Oh. Absolutely. I mean, independent films is often, it feels like summer camp. Uh, it's always like a big family. And when you end up working with the same team over and over, it really feels like, uh, and I've been saying that, but it's, it's like working with my brothers every year. Uh, you know, we just, we have so much fun. So at this point, as long as I'm free, I'm saying, yes, I don't even know what, I don't even know what they're going to make next. You know, if they'll have me, I'll say yes. I think there needs to be a horror film about podcasts. Ooh. Paul? It's not a bad idea, actually. That's a, there we go. We'd have to come up with a good alliterative title, but... Uh, that could take a while. <laughs> That's a tricky one. <laughs> a brown note. Ooh. <laughs> 
killer sounds. <laughs> Murder on the mic. Ooh. Oh, there we go. That's not right. bad. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Podcast- right, I, I know a couple people who can play podcasters. <laughs> um so how did you end up picking the rest of the cast is, is it the same thing they've been involved with other projects or were was there anyone that you knew from circles that you wanted to bring in and this was the opportunity to do so 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 paul had a few yeah paul had a few other um actors who we also, um, who had been in previous uh, Paul Dale productions. And um, we had them, I would say every. well, there's, besides Kenny, who was the sheriff at Sewer Gators, I feel like we had everyone that like played something like as a main character in the past one. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. Um, besides that, I had to draw from what Paul and I refer to as my cronies, who were all my friends who I could scrape up to uh, play bit roles in the movie, so um, it was a lot of regular series regulars, as you might refer to them as, and then a lot of uh, newcomers who I just had to ask for a favor, basically. So basically, there's no pay, but there's free food and beer. There, yeah, yeah, and beer. <laughs> Luxury. Austin wrote a script that had four million three hundred twenty-seven speaking parts, so uh, it was really. Difficult. It's a lot of beer. <laughs> so, Derek, you got any questions before I continue on another tear of questions? You know um, how this goes. Nope. Go ahead. I want to see what you got. Um, I'm assuming this was shot near the tail end of COVID. So, what was the the protocols like? Because I noticed, because uh, I I had caught that Manon's character is almost working from like a home office, sort of? Yeah. We were able to actually shoot um, in a Carter's office uh, and on the weekend, I think, right? And so we didn't have to... I mean, it was it was at the end of COVID, so for sure we, we didn't go through all of that protocol. Uh, we didn't need to. Uh, but yeah, that was that was Carter's office, right? Yes, that was Carter's office. Yeah, we we shot this in October. I want to say okay. it was when we kind of yeah did most of our shooting. So yeah, things had kind of wind wound down by then, thankfully, and uh, yeah, we're in in good shape with everybody getting out there and doing all that fun stuff. Okay, it's been interesting having talking to um, a variety of different indie filmmakers on how the how they were affected by COVID or how it affected the way they filmed or whatever. So oh, for sure. It's yeah, I've been on some sets. Problems. I'm sure Manal could speak to this too, but I've been on some sets where it's like, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting period to say the least. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad we don't do it like it was during COVID for sure. Uh, it was just stressful, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Done the COVID bubble. I've done uh, just extremely strict rules on you know bigger sets and things like that and and yeah it's uh, it's not fun it's very ice for sure well, it's, it's slowly getting to the point where this the line of questioning about you know what was it like to film during covid is slowly going away from us because slowly 
you know, y'all said, you know, y'all filmed this in October. So, you know, pretty quick turnaround, you know, with it being May. Yeah. Um, you know, the protocols are, are, are eased up a lot. Um, and I'm sure more so on, on the independent scene than, you know, some of your, your studio stuff, you know, big studio stuff for TV or right. whatnot. Right. We're, we're doing that through the union. So, because uh, that was a non union project. So, of course, that makes it very uh, much easier to. Uh, it's all just us being. Uh, you know, I've done another indie film where actually I got COVID during that production. And, you know, it was just, hey, I have COVID. Let's cancel filming. And, and you know, when everybody's good, we restart. So, I think that's how it would have happened if, if one of us would have had COVID during this production absolutely yeah now you, you mentioned the union um is sag still being tough on covid protocols currently think, or have they finally eased up as well i think uh they're easing up in may so it's got to okay. be coming soon uh which honestly i don't know that i'm thrilled about i, I don't know yet uh i don't okay. know if it's a good deal if it's too soon i guess we'll, we should, we should we will. okay well, that's like um, in my day job, I work at a hospital and we we just yesterday, finally, they finally lifted the uh, mask requirement. So now everybody's everybody's we're all confused. We're like, we don't have to wear masks anymore, but we've been wearing them for so long that it feels like we should. But right. Oh, I didn't even know that that was still uh, mandatory. Say, so, I know the hospitals down here, they. They stopped a while ago, so interesting here you're in. Yeah, but you're in Florida, so. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, no, certainly not. <clears throat> just, just because we have a moron for a governor <laughs> who, who wants to decide to, who has decided he wants to take on Disney. Mm. But that's, that's a totally different show, different topic. And we're not here for politics. We're here to talk geek and independent films. And um, what were some of the more challenging things about filming this project? Um, I'll start. I think, and uh, I think Paul would attribute it to the fact that I wrote a movie with 4,600,090-something, 93 uh, speaking roles. So a challenge was finding everyone to take part of it. And honestly, the script had even a, a lot more kite kills. And that's been a common criticism. And the fact was we just we didn't have any more people to kill. <laughs> so there's a few scenes we had to cut because I was like, I, I, like I'm, I'm out of people to ask. Um, so that was definitely a challenge. Um, I would say another challenge was just generally scheduling, um, making sure that everybody could make like, like you know, because we were film, we were trying to film like whenever we could, so it was mainly like, stuff. And just the challenge of you know doing a very low budget movie. I imagine the kites had a very tight schedule to run on. Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, they're, they're, people fly kites at night, so like they were like, oh, we have to do night shifts. It's ridiculous. <laughs> most demanding actors or inanimate objects that I've ever worked with. I've heard that. A lot, a lot of strings attached when you cast kites in your <laughs> oh, Nice one. <laughs> but if I said that, you would have grown. Yes, I would have. Because... <laughs> you do it often. 
you old blowhard. <laughs> oh. That's what you did there. Yeah. So I, I'm going to ask, do the kites have a union? And was it hard to negotiate with them? No, but they probably are going to now. <laughs> after after this movie, they're, they're definitely going to. I don't know. I don't know about a union. Maybe so much as they might have had a club, some kind of kite flying club or something. Yeah, or a support group. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the name of that support group was No Strings Attached. Oh, that's really. Um. This is this is how we start. Eating of kites. Yeah. Hey, at least kites are not square. Well, some are. Yeah, I was going to say some. Some are, some are. Some are boxes. Um, what was it difficult with, with the kites doing some of the compositing that you did within the film? Trying not to spoil the film. Mm. Unless y'all are okay spoiling the film. That's an Austin call. I, I don't. I don't think there's any way to spoil it. You have to see it to believe it, honestly. <laughs> Okay. All right, cause I do have a question, but it's it's kind of a spoiler, spoiler, spoilerly one. So I was trying to think of how to ask it without spoiling anything. Oh. But spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> so my my question was going to be how did you how did you come up with the idea of I'm still trying to not spoil it too much, but how did you come up with the idea of of the reasoning behind why the kites were doing what they were doing? I've been watching Adult Swim since I was eight, so <laughs> my brain doesn't work right. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna say I, I think Paul can agree with that answer. <laughs> It, it was a, yeah. Austin's brain definitely does not work right. Um, <laughs> I, I will further say that we uh, Austin and I had a good friend in high school who has sadly since passed away. Who was very, very. Um, I don't want to spoil the the thing there, but into certain literature, let's say. Uh, <laughs> and okay. so Austin wrote that in as sort of an homage to our, our good buddy uh, and his. Yeah, weird I, was, taste I, was being, I was being good. It all makes sense now. It, it, it sounds like a conspiracy. <laughs> I found it interesting. You you started off the film where it almost seemed like things were going down the path of evil forces of one time period. And then you, you throw the twist at the end where it's evil forces of a different time period. What led to what was that always the plan or was there like a change midway for that swerve? Again, trying to be cryptic so we don't spoil, spoil, spoil yeah. the film. Yeah, that was always in the script. That, that was always there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Well, because we, we started in Germany and I was just like, oh, well, it'd be funny to like make people think like because, you know, the Nazi villain. Sorry for spoiling that. There's a, a pretty classic thing in movies, I feel like. So it was like just funny to have that twist. Okay. Yeah, actually, I, I like that. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good 
way to do things and have it seem like it's going off in that stereotypical direction and then kind of veer away from that a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was one of those one of those swerves. It's like, wait, okay, I totally did not see that one coming. <laughs> I don't think you can really. <laughs> no, but but I it was a very it was a very interesting coming. twist. <laughs> I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Um, so, I mean, it, it was good because Derek and I have a habit on on some films. Like, we we, we catch things early. It's like, okay, this is cool. I want to see. How, we we want to see how it plays out, and and do, do we get the reward from the final payoff with it? But to to get, okay, I'm expecting a, a Nazi payoff, <laughs> and then it just spins. It's like. Okay, <laughs> and then and just um, your confusion is so warranted. I just want you to know that. That's- <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the the point is that it's like you want. I wanted people to be like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> camp is the best word I could think of. <laughs> That's 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 about as nice as you're gonna get. <laughs> um, so I'm taking it you were assuming we were gonna go worse. Uh, I uh, with Paul having having dealt with Paul for so long, I expect the worst out of everything. I expect the, the most blunt, I should say. I call Austin every time I read a bad review and gleefully read it to him over the phone. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's conditioned me. We we used to do that on the show whenever we get it's like or actually no, it, we've never done it on this show. I've done it on my Marvel show where we mm-hmm. we've called out bad reviews from iTunes. It's like, no, yeah, this is just gonna be fun. We're gonna have fun with this person. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it on air. The amount of upset some people get, you know, over movies where kites are offing people is kind of hysterical. You know, it's like, <laughs> let's all just take a chill pill and relax. Funny. Well, I, I get worked up over that. And the call. Well, I I think it's great that y'all y'all take a bad review and look at it as, yeah, this is kind of what we're going for. <laughs> No, a bad review doesn't bother us. We know it's cheesy and can't be in. It's just us having fun. And, and that's a good I mean, thing. We're making a bad movie, so we're expecting bad reviews. Right. But exactly. In a bad movie, in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah, all, I will say all the bad reviews, though, Manon, have carved out your performance and talked about how great you are. Like, every okay. single review that trashes the movie is like, but Manon Paget is great. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're like the writer should should just jump off of a bridge, but Manaw is is, is, is a delight. So then you don't yeah. you can call her and read her reviews then? <laughs> no, but I will. I, I don't want her to know how good she is because then she might not keep doing her terrible movies. Like she'll... <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, the perfect response is cool. You give us a bad review, but. We're still on Tubi. <laughs> We're good enough for Tubi. Watched it. Yeah. You know, Tubi doesn't have low standards. No, they don't. So, I mean, 
there's gotta be they, they recognize art of some sort and, and, and it's fun to have campy horror comedy i mean it's perfectly fine just look at the texas chainsaw massacre the original okay i mean now, part two i'll give you that um, <laughs> i i laughed as people were screaming around me in college when we're at the showing that they did i was laughing the whole time people were like you're twisting I'm like no this is funny because it's campy but um i guess we haven't talked about manon's character a little bit tell us a little bit more about your character so abby is um uh finding out that some very important uh uh Wait, how do you say that word? Tall, because that's the thing. Heir- Heirloom? Yes. Oh, my God. That's been a thing, you guys. Love, love, love that word that I have a lot of problems to say. Um, she, uh, she finds it. And, oh, she, she gets word that, that she has something important to get and then uh, brings it to her brother because she couldn't care less. Um, and her brother ends up being the first. Whoa, spoiler. Uh, I'm it's... really cool at this. Like, I don't, don't think that's good. Uh, but uh, it's, and... it's okay for brothers to get knocked off. <laughs> I think we say that on the on the Blu-ray case, honestly. Oh, good. I'm pretty sure that's in like the summary. So there you go. You're actually you didn't spoil anything. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she goes on uh, this crazy mission to figure out where are these kites coming from and why are they doing what they're doing and uh, and uh, how can I stop them. That's Abby. <laughs> what did you think when you read in the script uh, the oh, kite's said, motivation with you? Again, trying not to spoil things. What What did I think? Or their, their relationship with you? Well, how do I not spoil that? You mean when I read the script? Well, I, I had the answer in the script, I guess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> how, how can I say that without spoiling? I mean, were, were you shocked or surprised or like, oh, this is typical oh, Austin? I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, mostly my reactions when I read their script, it's like, I'm laughing and I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. All right, yeah, I'm doing it. That's, that's always like that. Was there a favorite moment for you guys in the film? Each one of you throwing shops at Zach. I don't, <laughs> it, I don't think it's in the film, this part, but I got to throw a lot of stuff uh, at people or the back and forth with Carter of slapping each other, um, which also was way, we did way more than that. It was really obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing that. So, so your favorite part was throwing stuff at people and slapping people. Absolutely. Interesting. That, that, <laughs> the scene, uh, the scene in the kitchen uh, between the book and the food, which was also different depending on the takes. And I just remember throwing a bunch of pork chops at him, <laughs> um, which was not planned necessarily. I, I don't think. It was <laughs> just happen so 
So how much fight training did you have to go through for your training sequence <laughs> in the film Against the Couch? Well, I actually uh, do train uh, <laughs> three to four times a week because I do Krav guy and boxing. Okay. So oh. that, was, like, that was just basic stuff, you know. Uh, I worked really hard for years to uh, accomplish this couch scene. <laughs> Yeah, Manal's a badass is really what the, the takeaway here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll say my favorite moment in the movie is uh, there's a, a joke in there where they're talking, uh, I'll call it around the murder board, and Carter, who plays uh, whatever the hell his name is, um, <laughs> you know, the guy, the guy, the guy who's trying to, to, to get in her pants, but they wouldn't fit on him. You know, that guy. Yeah, I like that. He says something to the effect of, uh, and we can maybe even discover what the connection is with you two, and he points to something on the board, um, and it's a terrible, terrible dad joke. Um, and nobody's going to know what that is, and this is because I'm sure nobody remembers that, but it is my favorite joke, and I highly, highly recommend it. <laughs> and, uh, that no, and that's, Charlie, that's my favorite joke. <laughs> that and Charlie, who plays Manon's brother, eating peanut butter out of a jar. Just always makes me laugh so hard. Oh yeah. Um, I have one quick question, which may seem random to, to some people, but hopefully you'll know what I'm talking about when I say this. So, was that in fact an actual real dog biscuit? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, it absolutely was. He was. Uh, yeah. He was not happy. <laughs> yeah, I could tell no. from the the, uh, the the blooper at the end there. <laughs> he, he wanted to do it. I stand by that. He volunteered to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like, wouldn't it be funny if I ate a dog treat? Well, the really funny thing is that you can't even tell that it's a dog treat that he's eating in the yeah, movie. Right, yeah. right? Like, it just... <laughs> I didn't even realize it until watching the bloopers at the end, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, Zach, that, that's Zach Lee, a good friend of ours. He, he committed very hard, like Manal alluded to earlier. He almost died choking on bread. And, um, yeah. Paul saved him. I, I, I think the funny part in that blooper was Manon going, I'm going to vomit, and it's not even in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> The blooper, you guys just kept the part that wasn't like, I mean, you cut it because like I remember it being horrifying. Like we all thought he was he was gonna throw up. Yeah, it, it got to a point where it stopped being funny and it just got gross this way. <laughs> really horrible. Which then gets funny again. Yes. <laughs> it's the circle of life. <laughs> Or like that gross hamburger that he ate in the car, which was, <laughs> it was a mashup of things. Yeah, well, that's a standard McDonald's order. It's um, it's a it's a McChicken in the middle of McDouble. That's just oh, like, oh. that's classic. Really, is it? Wow. Well, it's, it's low grade. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never, never done that, but I've never done that. I'm intrigued now. <laughs> well, I, I I've heard of uh, what, what was the other one? Uh, forgot what they call it, but it's the fillet of fish with the McChicken and a uh, and a single cheese all stacked on one. That's that's just that's bad. I think they called it like <laughs> Air and Sea sandwich. Oh, 
Is yeah. the is the air? I couldn't. I've never done it. I, d- I don't think I could. And what do they call it when it comes back up? <laughs> Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Don't <laughs> make gross. Um, you got any other questions, Derek? I know we've covered a lot. Um, not at the moment right. that I can think of. Well, then I'm going to take that time to go flip the tables. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to let them ask us some questions. So whoever wants right. to go first. I'll go first. How long have you guys known each other? <laughs> About eight years. Wow. <laughs> How'd y'all meet? So that's a good question. How did we meet? Well, we kind of met all. So here's the interesting thing. Mike and I have been doing this podcast now since about 2015 yep. um, summer. Uh, Mike, Mike was doing it a lot. Uh, longer than than yeah. before I came on with other people, but start started the show in 2012. Mm. So I came on in 2015. After I think we, I think I think we kind of met on Twitter originally. Yep. yep. And, and and he was looking for some somebody to replace somebody on the podcast. So it ended up being me. And we had this this other person with us, and he's no longer on the show. And another person, she's no longer on our show, so it's just me and Mike now. But anyway, since 2015, we've been doing the show together, and we only just met face-to-face uh, last September when my wife and I took a trip to Florida. Nice. So we've only met face-to-face once. In eight years. In eight yep. years, yeah. Wow. All right, so if we were to make a horror movie about podcasters getting killed, would you guys come get killed in it? Yeah, you have all the equipment there. We wouldn't have to set up sets, you know. Yeah. You okay. So cute in our little chairs. <laughs> <laughs> just, just get some folding chairs and we, we go, yeah. go wrestling on each other, smack each other with chairs. <laughs> I just wouldn't, um, if it's going to be in a movie, then I have to, f- this, my room here is in a bit of a transitional phase, so th- that's why it's kind of a mess right now, but <laughs> I'd have to clean it up more before. <laughs> before it goes out onto the tubi. <laughs> or put on, put up some fake walls or something. <laughs> Do the, uh, the fake background thing, you know? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> My only issue with the fake backgrounds on on here is that you kind of sometimes like half your head disappears yeah. into it. <laughs> I have a question. You're in a, a horror movie podcast. What's your favorite romance movie? Ooh. Uh, I bet you didn't expect that. No, nope, not. definitely not. Did not. Um, I could tell you it's not Twilight. <laughs> right. Uh, favorite romance film. You guys strike me as notebook guys. No, you like the notebook. <laughs> no. Actually, to be honest, I've never seen the Notebook. So, I um, no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I go ahead. I was gonna say I would have to say uh, probably when Harry met Sally. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a good one. Um, I mean, I don't know if I have a like a straight up romance 
favorite, but I have movies that, like, like I would consider The Princess Bride partly a romance film. Yeah. Which is one of my favorites, and um, something like that. Empire Strikes Back. Luke does kiss Leia. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big uh, Beyond the Green Door fan, personally. <laughs> Another one I've never seen. <laughs> I got it. Well, if we're, we're going to go that direction, <laughs> favorite. Pro, favorite romance film, Deep Throat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Another one that I have not yet seen. So it's on my list, though. <laughs> That's more of a classic, though. Than a... I don't think it would get the rating today that it did back then. Yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, Shallow Howl's a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty sweet romance, romantic comedy yeah, movie. I guess. Too bad. Yeah. I got a question. What was what, in your opinion, is the worst part of Killer Kites? Ooh. Oh, I was gonna ask that. <laughs> um, what do you think, Mike? <laughs> I, I think for me, it, it, I guess I was seeing Carter's character back to life in in the bar. Like, okay, he's dead, and and Abby throws and almost stabs him with safety scissors. Okay, cool. And all of a sudden, he's in the bar with a huge bandage. <laughs> and everyone's going, you're alive? <laughs> okay. Was it... I'm trying to remember. Was was Car- was it Carter that was going without a shirt for so long? Because that was probably my least favorite part. We used to have a friend way back when I, was in, um, when I was in high school. His name was Randy. <laughs> And he always, no matter what the circumstance, he'd always want to go without a shirt. So our big thing was, we always used to say, put on a shirt, Randy. And we'd just say it to each other. And it kind of became like an in-joke with all of us. And that's all I could think of when I saw him without a shirt. I was like, put on a shirt, Randy. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're definitely not supposed to be rooting for him. So, so my question is, what's y'all's most favorite part of the movie? When Abby stabs Carter with the safety scissors. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just found that humorous. Like, wait, she, they're walking around cutting kites with safety scissors. He dies and she goes to stab him with state safety scissors. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, 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 was, I did enjoy that. I will say there's actually, I actually have two parts. Um, one is again without spoiling anything the 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 big twist with the piece of literature and how it all worked it how it all worked out the big reveals and it does that make any sense <laughs> again I'm trying not to spoil it but yeah yeah it makes sense okay and uh, yeah I enjoyed that I was like oh okay that's that's the and. You know, like we said, that you think it's going to be Nazis, and um, and then the other thing, <laughs> the other thing was the dog biscuit. <laughs> yeah, especially finding out that it was in fact a real dog biscuit. The, the we, we only allow method acting on Killer Kite <laughs> stuff. That's the, the bread factory, the name of the bread shop or bread factory. Oh yeah! First time I heard that, I'm like, wait, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what I heard. And, and I laughed hysterically with that, too, because it throwing, I'm, I'm assuming it's supposed to be from a German family with that. It, I'm like, okay. I can let's, see go, let's go with that. <laughs> oh, yes. You mean like with a K instead of a C? Well, we actually, Austin and I went to high school with a guy who's, that is actually his last name. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And that is. Uh, yeah. You can, yeah, you can imagine the jokes that he got. Uh, we had him, and then there was another guy at our school whose last name was Cox, C O X. Oh, no. <laughs> Did they hang so, out together? Uh, family. I'm they didn't hang out together, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. The old <laughs> blank and blank. <laughs> It's like a bad 70s buddy cop movie. There's another film you could do. Write that down, Austin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be sure too. There's a, there's, I don't know. I don't know how far this joke might have gone, but there's a joke here, and I live in Massachusetts, and there's a town called Holden. Holden, and the joke is that there's a guy in Holden whose name is Richard Hertz. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. <laughs> Any other questions before we go? Man, um, best joke you've ever heard. <laughs> mm. Well, to be honest, I can't really say the best joke I've ever heard because it's not family friendly. <laughs> been so many well mike you're the dad i'm sure you got plenty of dad jokes i can't say them anymore because <laughs> if my daughter hears them she brings over this jar that i gotta pay into now <laughs> <laughs> so i will say a lot of my favorite jokes have come from george carlin oh yeah mm. classic and, and exactly. even even his jokes, to me, his jokes seem very timeless because even though a lot of them are focused on what was going on during the late 60s and early 70s, they still apply today with a lot of things. It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> the seven words you can't say on TV is one of the... Oh, yeah. Well, that, that list has shortened quite a bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Not really shortened, just kind of altered a bit. I think, I think, I think the words have changed. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's still like seven. <laughs> but, but I loved when he told that joke because uh, they, they used a baseball reference with it. It's like, Oh, Robert Monte, he's up to bat. Uh, he's at bat right now. And he's got three balls. And that's safe to say, but you can't say, oh, look at there. Robert Clemente got hit in the balls on that drive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you probably could get away with it. So any other questions? Man, um, it's okay not to have any more questions. I think um, I'm all out, guys. I'm out. Yeah, I got nothing. I'll do a shameless plug. Can I do a shameless plug? There's a question. Well, I was heading down. That direction. I was going to say, okay. where, where can we find Killer we'll Kites online? Austin? So we have Killer Kites available on Blu-ray and VHS on our website, bythehorns.store. And we also have it on Amazon right now, but that cut is the streaming cut, uh, which is a little bit shorter. And it'll also be available on Tubi um, at some point in time soon. 
I don't, Paul, I don't know if they give us a time frame. Yeah, they can probably another two to three months, realistically. They take their sweet time getting around to yeah. it. But, uh, Austin, what do people get entered to win if they buy a physical media copy? Oh, well, if you buy a Blu-ray before the end of May, so before May 31st, you will be entered in a contest where the winner of the raffle will be killed in our next movie. Not actually. (laughs) Allegedly. Wow, I really need to get on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty cool. (laughs) That is pretty cool. Yes, indeed. Our next movie will be, uh, it's called Murderitaville. It is a Jimmy Buffett inspired. You're from Florida. You'll appreciate that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett uh, slasher film. So, so you're so the first you're hearing that, Mano? I'm totally down if I'm free, Paul. <laughs> yes. <don't. laughs> so you're, you're going to kill Jimmy Buffett. I will have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. The possibilities We're not fingers, crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> I will tell you that part of the merch for that will be custom Hawaiian shirts. So, Ooh. <laughs> be down for that. The, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> you need to hook, try and find, uh, connect up with a company called Beeline Creative. Okay. And they make, uh, they're the company behind uh, the product called Geeky Tiki's. Look, I'm Googling right now. Oh, nice. And I believe they will do custom geekies. That is dope. Dude, thank you. That is a, yeah, they got a custom tab on their website. Sorry, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm being a horrible guest right now. As I, no, it's it. perfect. Oh, <laughs> That's why I kind of fun seeing your reaction. <laughs> we, we, throw, we do stuff like this all the time throughout ideas and. Yeah, hold on, let me look that up real quick. <laughs> so oh, your reaction is awesome. perfect. Yeah, that is dope. Oh, I'm definitely going to reach out to them. That's great. So where can people find you guys online individually? If people want to follow you guys. So we have, Oh, sorry. Manal, you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. Um, so we have, um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. That's all under by the horns TV. Just one word. Um, I can speak for, for myself. I don't have any social media besides that. Um, I get tracked enough. So, um, Paul, I don't know if you have any other thing you want to plug. Yeah, I mean, if you want to find me online, usually I'm at a local grocery store called Equista Pace. There's generally a pretty long line there. Um, <laughs> terrible dad joke. Yeah, no, uh, honestly, God, the, the buy the horn stuff is probably the best way to find this. I'm, I'm such an old man. I have a flip phone that I use. So like, I really, I suck at the, the social media stuff. So I try to keep up with the, by the horn stuff where, you know, so that's, that's probably the best way to find this. I would say follow Manal cause she does a lot more things than we do and better stuff. <laughs> oh, thanks. <Paul. laughs> um, you can follow me. I don't even know it's that Manal of the Springs, but I believe I have underscores in there. Don't know how many, maybe in between each words, maybe just between Manal and off. I don't know. Uh, try it out. <laughs> yeah, there are underscores in between all of the words. There, there are. It says Manal underscore of underscore the underscore springs. At least on Instagram. Thanks, You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> you really, you should, you should be my manager. Um, and uh, pay you better can, than making these movies. Following me on 
the uh, Pages Davises, which is uh, the next project I'm, I'm in. Uh, and soon uh, this page is going to grow a little as we are promoting the next project. Cool. Well, thank you all for joining us this week. Check out Killer Kites. It is out now on Amazon. Yes. And yes. DVD and Blu-ray. Yes. Coming soon to Tubi. So write Tubi and say, we want Killer Kites now. Don't want to wait. Um, until next time. So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. There is a fine line between genius and madness.